0: ramsey solutions this is the ramsey show where america hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money i'm ramsey personality rachel cruz hosting today live here in nashville tennessee next to me is dr john deloney so we're taking your calls. it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225 and what's fun about this this whole setup here is that you can travel in Hang out with us. We have some great people here in the lobby today watching the show, get a cup of coffee, some goodies, eat some eat some cookies, drink some coffee, and, and somebody's enjoy.
1: got incredible hair out there, and you need to do that, Rachel.
0: Oh, yeah. She's got, like, purple hair. It's fantastic.
1: Rachel's going to do this. I'm on it. I'm on it. Well done.
0: There's stuff you see, and you're like, I could just never pull that off. Like, you see things on people, and you're like- 100% you can pull that off. I wish I could pull. You know what? I can't pull off hats. You can't. Those, like, those wide-brimmed- hats yeah. you know you see like hats inside like i can't i can't do that not a hat person
2: not a hat person well, but i know what i'm getting you for christmas <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a hat uh but again it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888 825 so this article came through john uh and it was just fascinating that this couple <laughs> bought a shed and turned it into their home and then sold it for a profit.
1: They made money off of it.
0: Yeah. Did you get that? Yes. Did you get that?
1: Uh, and this is like radical. This is like a... Fantasy is the wrong word here, but it, this is like a thing I dream about. Like I want to get some land and then just go to Home Depot and buy a shed and make it incredible. And no, I'll never do that. And they did it.
0: Yes, they did it. And, and they made and money off of it. They did. They sold it. Or I guess they had um, acreage or another farm or a, a house sold it for $312,000 April twenty one. After living in it Slightly longer than a year Or is that the shed? They didn't sell the shed For that much Did yeah. they? Is that what it was?
1: Have you been to Home Depot lately?
0: Well that's where They bought it Sheds right? Sheds are
1: 300,000 They're not <gasps> really I'm just being silly
0: Oh my gosh I was like wait what? <laughs> yeah and I think There was actually A TikTok video Right that we can Play and see But they Okay that's way nicer Than what I was expecting when Yeah, I read they the decked ar-
1: it out too It's got when like I,
0: It's got a porch yes. It's got a porch It's two stories Okay, I what I had pictured when I read the article was something way different than that right there. That's pretty nice.
1: No, and they put wood floors in it, and it's got like uh, you know granite countertops and stuff. It's really nice inside.
0: See, there you go. And so they just said that people were burdened by debt and the weight of life, and they didn't want that to be their story. So they, yeah, just went to a different extreme, which I think is awesome. So we're
1: hearing that all over the place, that people are like, I'm just going to sell my house and move to an RV, and or I'm just... I, I want people to be careful though, because there's a lot of folks that watch a lot of HGTV and a lot of YouTube clips about living in a in a, in a van. shipping container in a van down by the river, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. Be careful, because that looks really cool. There's some great shows that you can go look documentaries on. I moved into a tiny home, and then four months later, like here was my <laughs> actual life. Terrible. It's not great, right? Well, so it's di- it's just different.
0: And I feel like too a little bit of the Gen Z, the 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 younger level of the millennials that is that's a thing though to go buy a school bus Mm -hmm. or to go buy a van you know oh i am in. it it looks incredible uh but you but again on instagram you'll see like a reel and you're like oh my gosh you get to go there and you're sleeping here like the whole thing and it looks glamorous and wonderful and then yeah you don't see
1: there's a reality to it that's hard
0: everything else
1: everything but i do like the idea of just opting out and i think you and i talked about this on another show my wife and i moved into like a residence hall like a dorm right with a two-year-old and we did it for a year and cleared up our lives changed our whole so there is a season to do that if you're going to get radical um it's not always a forever solution for most that's
0: right all right we're gonna go to the calls and steven from lexington is up. hey steven welcome to the show
3: hey good afternoon how are y'all doing
0: absolutely good how are you i'm doing well good how can we help
3: so, I've had a, I got a question. my So, my wife hit me up the other day and informed me she has $30,000 credit card debt that Ooh. I didn't know she had. Uh, we've been married for about 20 years. So we've got a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old. And so, she's done this to me once before. She racked up $25,000 in credit card debt. And I didn't really watch her show then. So, I kind of blew my top and split up our accounts and took all the credit card debt myself and got it paid back off. And I really thought if she got them in the credit card, they would, you know, she wouldn't get a horrible limit. She wouldn't get a big limit this time. Cause it wouldn't be bumping both our names anyway.
0: Yeah.
3: And it uh, looks like I was wrong. Mm. So, so now, so now she's informed me that she wants to her 0% on her credit cards are expiring and she wants to take out a home loan against our house it's paid off
0: no Whew. no you don't want to take a lien against your house no no that's that's a that's a hard no okay so steven where you guys are at just in marriage would you consider yourselves on the same page with money or are you guys still living pretty separate lives
3: oh, no, we're, we're, compl- we're completely opposite money wise i mean i'm 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 more of a cash cash only person I mean i i know y'all don't uh, y'all don't agree with it but i still have a credit card but i don't use it so Uh, i run everything through
1: my debit card steven um she's not on the phone so i'm just gonna address you is that cool that's fine um so she did something she violated your trust right the first time around violated your trust was deceitful we call that financial infidelity here right she cheated on you with money she lied to you and another way to look at that is she acted like a child. Right. She's acting childish. I want it now. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get it now. And you responded like a a child. You threw a temper tantrum. You split everything up. You yelled and you kicked and screamed and you took your ball and I'm going home and I'll just do it myself. And now you found yourself right back in the same spot. And so with this situation, this isn't a math problem. I mean, it's clear. It's a math problem. Like Rachel said, absolutely. Don't put your house up on the block to clear up this mess. Right? You're going to have to have some some directed behavior change inside your house. But brother, it, y'all aren't just not, not on the same page when it comes to your marriage. You're not on the same page with much of anything would be my guess. And y'all have been probably great roommates and good buddies. Um, but this is a wake-up, wake. is that is that that's
3: fair? That's pretty much right. Okay. That's pretty much yes, right.
1: So there's a, a place where she is violating your marriage covenant. She's lying to you. And there's also a place where she can't talk to you. Because maybe you blow your top, maybe you get pissed off and run around and then it's just solve the problems. And so this can become either the thing that breaks breaks your marriage up and you say, I'm done with you, you don't tell me the truth, I'm out of here. Or this can be the moment that you stop the music, you throw all the lights on in the disco and you look at her in the eye and say, we've got to heal us. And that's going to start with us getting honest about where we are, yeah. fixing our marriage, and then getting serious about money.
0: Because even you know, when we hear these kinds of numbers or situations for us, we're like, okay, there's a money problem, obviously, and there's a tactical way to go about that, the 0%, do a leave in my house, and all of that. But really what we're hearing, though, is underneath the surface, that there are more marriage issues than even financial issues. And when you guys can get the marriage issues solved, out of that comes healthier habits with money that you guys then can work as a team. Because right now you're not working as a team with your money, and just like John said, probably a lot of other areas in life. So I would really... It's a symptom. This credit card debt is a symptom of things going on in the marriage. So I would encourage you guys, get some help, get therapy, get counseling, and start working on your marriage, and then your money becomes more of a team.
1: Hey guys, George Camel here and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to ramseysolutions.com gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today.
0: Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and David is up next in Richmond. Hey, David, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, how you doing?
0: We're doing great. How can we help?
4: So basically, I uh, have nineteen thousand owed on a truck, and I was wondering if I should sell it. I can get between twenty one and twenty eight. And buy another vehicle that I found, another truck, for 14000 cash.
0: Okay. Um, how much other debt do you have besides the truck?
4: That's it, just the truck. Oh, it's just the
0: truck. How much do you make a year?
4: Um, I'm not exactly sure. Right now, I'm bringing home about 2000 a week.
0: 2000 a week. Okay.
4: Yeah, so... I'm unsure about the four taxes. <clears throat>
0: okay, yeah, so it'll be a little less than a hundred. Okay. Um,
1: do you have four? Do you have fourteen thousand dollars in cash?
4: Um, I have thirty-four thousand in cash.
0: Why don't you just pay off the truck, David?
4: Yeah. Well, I, I really don't don't want it anymore.
0: <laughs> oh. You. Okay, you're you you do not care for it. It's kind of like eh.
4: Well, it's uh, it is a fifteen hundred truck, and a uh, twenty five hundred would really suit my lifestyle better. <laughs> Being able to tow more. Uh,
1: fantastic! That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say it's a twenty five hundred that really will suit my lifestyle.
0: So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so does fantastic. that mean you're
0: going up in tr- I don't know anything yes, about trucks. So that, you need a bigger you need a bigger truck.
1: That means he I need to be able to haul
4: more.
0: To haul more.
1: Oh, so you're actually hauling. You're not just like wanting to show up at the club a little bit louder, a little bit cooler? No.
4: No, yeah.
1: Not <laughs> okay. exactly hauling. David, okay. I
0: think you are. I, yes, I'm with you, David. John's not, but I'm with you. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what, what that means. Okay, so my thing is, so you don't want the current truck you have. You can sell it for 28 and then you can turn around and pay cash for the actual truck that you want. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Correct. Yeah, do that today. Do it. My, do, it. do it today. Insurance. Down as well yeah, yeah, your gas price will double, but do it today.
0: Why would you not? What's <laughs> what's what are you what would what would cause you not to? What causes you to even call and ask?
4: So I'm a Dave Ramsey nut, basically, and other than financing that darn truck. Um so, I mean I've worked really hard to save up thirty four thousand dollars. I went today, I pulled the fourteen out in cash and I almost had a panic attack just looking at it. Is that your emergency fund, dude? Oh, uh, I guess you could... I don't know. You could consider it my six months. Well, it, it would definitely last longer than six months.
0: Yeah, you're, you're in a spot... Yes, I would sell the truck, make some profit off of it, take some of your savings, put it together, and go buy a truck in cash that you can afford. And then you're going to be even probably past maybe step three at that point with a fully funded emergency just
1: lock up your emergency fund and never ever spend it out of it ever unless it's an actual emergency this isn't an emergency this is something that's gonna fit your lifestyle (laughs) that's a different thing right
4: right and i and i also have another truck it's just older a lot more miles that's what i'm using to work out of because i do a little bit of uh, landscaping and tree work on the side yeah so that that thing is It's on its last leg, but I'd like to get rid of this newer one, get another new, well, not new truck at all, it's a 2005, but uh, another really nice truck that can tow a lot more. It'll be better set up for my lifestyle. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Quit thinking about it. Get it done. Oh, you... (laughs) Get it done.
0: You got it, David. And then
4: lock up that
1: emergency fund, put it away, and then get on with your life.
0: Yeah, and I think that, and I feel and we could be different on this but I'm like I kind of feel semi-justified for him using that savings because it's he has more in it than what he needs for his emergency funds right and he's gonna be in a position where he's on baby, st- he's getting rid of that truck pairing some money together for what he yeah for what he needs yeah, yeah. and he has the extra margin that's right. so that's great great call David thanks for thanks for the question up next we have Andrew in Phoenix hey Andrew welcome to the show hey Rachel and John how's it going great how can we help Hey, so my wife and I are 27 years old. Uh, we follow the Ramsey plan,
3: but we have credit cards for the sole purpose of buying a house one day. And so I'm willing to get rid of the credit cards, but I don't see a clear path to buying a home using manual underwriting. Um, can you just walk me through that process and what it looks like?
0: Yeah, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, Andrew. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So basically, what manual underwriting is is where the where you don't have a score, and it's not a score of zero. It's basically an undetermined score because you have paid off all of your debt. You have no debt on record for close to twenty four months. A credit so, score. A credit score. So yeah. your your credit score will start to lower as you're paying off debt because the way your credit score is calculated mathematically is all around. Debt. So it's, you know, how much you're paying on your debt, how much new debt you're acquiring, your debt history, all this. So if you stop going into debt and you pay it off, naturally that score is going to lower. And it's going to take about 24 months for it to basically get to undetermined, 18 to 24 months. And then from there, when you go and get a mortgage, you do the process called manual underwriting. And that's where the mortgage company actually has to look at you, the person, versus just a credit score. They look at you. So you have to have really on record an employer for two years to show that you have income, a stable job, and you have to be current on all of your bills. So your cell phone, electricity. So you keep track of all of that and to prove that you have paid on time bills for two years. And usually those things together, maybe some more paperwork. It's It, it definitely is more of a confusing labor intensive process to do manual underwriting versus just a credit score. Because again, when you have a credit score, it's a score and it's just you get it or you don't. I mean, it's that simple. Where manual underwriting, they actually have to look at you, the person. So there's some investigating that they do, but then the mortgage company will literally just underwrite you the mortgage. They'll just write it themselves basically in, in a sense. That's how I always picture it. Uh, and, and you can go through the process. So. Um,
1: and if you've ever in the last few years, now's the time. Right? Because mortgage companies are not having the years they've had the last few years. Yes. And so if you sit down and say, I want to do manual unwriting, they'll work with you. Yes. They'll figure it out. And
0: having a good down payment too, Andrew. So when you guys go into purchasing a home, you want to make sure that you're completely debt-free and you have a fully funded emergency fund in the bank. And then separate from even that savings that you guys have a good down payment. So if you're first-time homebuyers, you know, 5%. Is kind of the low end. If you can get up to 20%, you can avoid PMI and you save some money. And that's ideal. I know that's not the case always for people. Um, but that's that's kind of the formula we look at. And that your mortgage payment is no more than 25% of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed rate. So if all of that kind of works, Andrew, um, yeah, then that's what you do. And, and again, mortgage companies, they they still do this process. Some won't. Like I've talked to people like, well, I tried with this bank or this and they... They said no. So you do have to shop around. Churchill Mortgage um, is a company nationally that for sure does it. We endorse them because they are some of the top ones that help people get homes without a credit score doing the Ramsey way and what we teach. So it is possible, Andrew. And yeah, that's exciting.
1: It's always blows my mind um, how that conversation never happens. Like nobody knows that even exists. There's an alternative pathway. There's a way to opt out of the system, right? And to still get the home that you want, still do the things that you need to do in your life. Um, just people just don't know. Yeah, don't know.
0: Yep. And Andrew, too, I would encourage you guys, just get rid of the credit cards. Like if the sole purpose was to have them to build up this credit score of a credit score that you don't even really need when you buy a home, then get rid of them. Just don't even have the temptation there.
1: Yeah. I, I think back to college, I had a credit card that I just used to pay off everything till that one month that my reimbursement check came in and my transmission fell out of my little 88 tercel hatchback. And I have a check and I have no transmission. So I took that check and I fixed transmission and now I've got a credit card bill, right? And I never had a bill, but I didn't have the money to pick it up and all of a sudden, oh that's how that happens i was just uh, playing the game it was always going to be a dollar for dollars it was never going to happen to me and then it did right and, I it did.
0: and everyone's like well i just have it just in case there's an emergency you know we never use it but it's just there and i'm like okay and then christmas sneaks up and you're like oh crap we gotta get here just charge it s- this one time somebody or-
1: gets sick and we gotta buy tickets
0: right oh, now yeah we gotta get airline tickets just go ahead and do it you know da-da-da. life starts happening yes and visa get you. caught your slack that's right they had a plan so have a plan america
3: Your memories are meant to be relived, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. Converting your old media with Legacy Box stops fading in its tracks, so your home movies are safe forever, and you can trust Legacy Box. I've met the founders. They're right here in Tennessee, and they've helped over 1 million folks protect their memories. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape at LegacyBox.com Ramsey. That's LegacyBox.com Ramsey.
0: So with the rising costs of everything these days, I just feel like people are worried about their bank accounts. Are they going to have enough month to month because of inflation, gas, uh, price of groceries, everything. But the good news is no matter where you're at today with your money, no matter the state of the economy, you can build a path towards building wealth. And so at our Building Wealth Live events You'll learn simple, common-sense principles to build real, lasting wealth. And this tour for the fall, y'all, it's been blowing up. Earlier this week, we announced our September 13th show in Phoenix. is already sold out, as well as Sacramento. Sacramento. And so the rest of these events you want to get tickets for because they're, yeah, they're continuing to sell out. Um, But Phoenix, we actually added a date. So we'll be there September 13th, but that show is sold out. But we're going to come a day early. So we'll be there September 12th. So that date is added. So that is an opened up night in Phoenix. Uh, Sacramento, November first, sold out. Minneapolis, November tenth, tickets still available. In San Antonio, November fifteenth, tickets still still available. And passes start at just twenty five dollars, and you get a four pack starting at sixty dollars. If you go to RamseySolutions dot com slash events to reserve your seats in those cities, and those are those are fun events. They are fun. We we did a few this spring. Really, was our first time back. I feel like in since yeah. the world shut down two and a half years ago. Uh, and so we are glad just to be out again. We just went, we went to Orlando and Vegas and did the show and it was, it was so fun. So fun to meet all of you guys, so many fans of the show.
1: My favorite part is uh, people don't get to see us behind closed doors, right? And, how we all roll our eyes or be like that's stupid or we challenge each other, and so we just brought all that on stage, right? So we have good information and we and we also have like oh I think you're wrong and here's why and I I just love the yeah love the the people getting to see this is how these guys really yeah the so it, friends is how they interact. Yeah.
0: It's John, myself, uh, George Campbell, Ken Coleman, and Dave Ramsey, and so part of the event. Yeah, we're just sitting around a table discussing current events and we all have a little bit of different takes and opinions on certain things but the overall value and principles of building wealth you know we definitely all land in the same way but the way we go about that some some can be different but it's good sometimes
1: somebody will say like no uh pretty sure we landed on the moon and then other people (laughs) at the table like rachel will say never happened (laughs) Didn't i'm just
0: saying happen. it's during the cold war and the soviet <laughs> union was sketchy Here we, we really tried to race to the moon that's all i'm Here saying There we go. i would just not be sure i'm not gonna get into it we can have a conspiracy theory segment later that would be fun we landed dave on the would moon. fire us but it would be really fun <laughs> okay up next is cindy in anchorage alaska hey cindy welcome to the show thank you how are you we are doing well how can we help we had a a bit of a situation up here we are currently in baby
2: step two plugging along um but uh, several weeks ago we had a major house
0: fire oh my gosh
2: yeah it's okay um we're very blessed that my husband is is healing quickly he's he's nearly healed and we all made it out even the dogs and and cats so cindy that's so scary um, very well given the situation
1: (laughs) was it a total loss of your place
2: um, it, it's in. It's not habitable. We have major um, rebuild in our future, and we can't even get to the start of the rebuild until next spring. Mm-hmm. And we'll hopefully be in our home again by Christmas, twenty twenty three. Is the hope? Oh.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't even know why you're calling, but before we get going, can I challenge you on one thing? Yes, sir. And then after I challenge you, then you can ask the question, unless you just hang up on me and say Absolutely. this guy's a moron. Um, <laughs> one of the great curses of our time is comparison of grief okay something happens to us that's devastating hard scary frustrating annoying and we our first thought is because we have no cultural capacity to be sad we don't have any space yeah. for it right if if you're Mother passes away, you get three days off of work, and you better be back here. And if it's a grandparent or a cousin, if you have vacation time, you can go, right? We have no cultural capacity for just stopping and saying, this is awful. And the way you presented, it's fine. Everything's good. Um, husband's healing. And uh, we lost everything, and in a year and a half, we'll have our house. <laughs> Here's the thing. Your body, to quote Vander Kolk, is keeping the score. You can pretend and play that it's all going to be great. I think it's um, really important to spend some time being real, real
2: sad. I, that's interesting because I no one, including myself, can figure out why I haven't cried about this yet. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure if I haven't. Most
1: stopped. of the time when I've worked with people behind closed doors who say that line, closely behind, I don't know why I haven't cried yet, is if I started crying, I, I don't think I'd ever be able to stop. Understood. And so, you don't have to quote unquote cry. There's not a right way this is going to look for everybody. Some people just simply don't. But it is important. And also, it's a gift to your kids because your kids are still probably scared. They're still mourning. They're still lost their stuff.
2: Um, uh, uh, Unfortunately, we we don't have children.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's, yeah let's... But, well
2: we have we have dogs
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we have a dog mom on the Same phone thing. all right yeah. but hey uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing grieve together okay
2: absolutely
1: uh i know the temptation and it, it feels like it's right to make everything look great so husband can feel better man y'all lost a lot
2: okay we, we did yeah we, we definitely did
1: yeah and you're gonna rebuild out of the ash together, and what comes next is gonna be incredible. But it takes a season of grief. All right, so that's all that. So what? What? what how can we help?
2: Oh, I do. I, well, first off, I really appreciate you telling me that because I was wondering if there's something wrong with me for not losing my mind yet.
1: Mm. No, you probably haven't exhaled yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, not not really. We're we're very busy. Um, I have a full time job. I have a secondary job, and we run. A, I help my husband run his company. Mm. In so, the Western um, world,
1: we use uh, busy. As Xanax.
2: Pretty much. And I'm trying not to. I just right. can't work doesn't stop, so it's it's a little difficult, Sorry. especially in baby step two. Yep. Yeah. There's immediate concerns. Do I pause or keep pushing? Um my situation is as, as follows. If you, is, if I can just explain it for just a moment. Yeah. Is that a, do I have a, a of course, little yes, sure. bit yeah, a little bit of a little we, a, a friend brought in a, a fifth wheel. It's it's older, you know, leaks, non, things aren't working, things like that. So we're kind of sheltering in place in there. Um, we were on a generator until a, a couple weeks ago. We finally have Temp Electric. So we do have like power and stuff now. However, and I've got a hot spot, so I'm, I'm working. But our our options are, are as follows of what we're thinking about doing. And, and I don't know if I'm thinking about this just completely psychologically or what the actual logical choice will be. Being that we're in baby step two, we have fifty three thousand seven hundred plus that we are plugging away and have planned on being done this year. Um, We make between one hundred and twenty five and one hundred and thirty on average with our own business that can fluctuate up and down. Um, The two options we're looking at is number one, we purchase our own uh, four season fifth wheel in place because our business is here all our equipment is here and the day after the fire someone did try and come in and steal one of our trucks Uh so there's a psychological fear there that if we are not right here that we could lose more by somebody actually getting away with it luckily we were able to get home and stop the situation but it's it's a definite fear for the amount of equipment we have here for our company um do we purchase that fifth wheel, that's like seventy-five thousand dollars. Do we take money out and and do that, and then use? Um, we'll have a stipend as well, and just pay that. And I don't want to take on more debt, so that's freaking me out. Yeah. Or the other option is this: there's costs to bring in a Conex, lock everything down, build a security fence, lock that down, try and get security cameras up again, because of course all that went up in the fire as well. Um, and then go to my my amazing parents mm-hmm. have said we could rent the bottom of their house from them they're yeah. not too far away but uh, we have two dogs a cat they have two dogs they're older my husband works the night shift in the winter because we switched from construction to snow removal and hey, yeah so uh, we, Cindy, let's do this we're gonna, gonna put you on
1: hold we're gonna put you on hold and we're gonna hold you over the break we're right up against the clock and so hang on the line and we're yeah, gonna there's a back. couple of
0: things that we want to kind of Talk through, but yep. some good options that you presented, Cindy. So we'll get right back to you after this break. Yeah, hang on. This is The Ramsey Show. back to the Ramsey show so we're going to pick up this call from Cindy in Alaska and her and her husband were on the journey of getting out of debt baby step two they have $53,000 left in debt and then they had a major house fire house burned down Um, everyone is okay and now just trying to figure out and navigate next steps and what to do so Cindy would you say that covers kind of the high level part of your story pretty much yeah when we've gone through all the logical decisions it's we have two
2: options now we're a few weeks into this and i want to make sure we're making the right financial decision and not to making a decision based on our emotions because those emotions are unstable when it comes to finances right now i don't want to pull the trigger
1: so uh, let me ask you a few questions um first rachel and i were talking um off air has the insurance company circled up and said, hey, here's how we're going to take care of your housing over the next few months?
2: Yeah, we, they have given us a, a stipend. Okay. So regardless where we rent, um, that will cover that. So I can continue with my, my regular income to pay the mortgage okay. and all those items, and utilities, that so will not affect that. And it's enough that we can get through on that, on that stipend okay. Okay, so the,
0: towards our, our and, loss of use. And the two options you said were to take out $75,000 to buy a fifth wheel to be around your work and making sure that that stays secure, that area, or create security around that and then go move in with your parents or in-laws um, yeah. live in their basement. So my question is, with the stipend of the rent cover, if you guys just went and got an apartment or a condo for it, because you'll, you'll be moving back into your home christmas of 23 so you have a year and a half of this journey um so what causes what's the thought process of not just going and renting something else with that stipend from the insurance company
2: yeah, the stipend with rents up here is not enough okay okay so you've priced it you've it priced is it out. not enough for rentals here yeah it's just it's it's pretty expensive and to find a place that allows um, pets as well. That increases it okay. as well. Okay. So, mo- so our best financial option would be to rent from my parents because the rent would be a, a cheaper within the stipend range. Yep. I, I and we would, do have a great relationship with them. It's, I, it's I would challenge your insurance I company.
1: I, won't, okay. I would challenge your insurance company because most provisions, not all, but most of them are based on making you whole in the process. Some have dollar mm-hmm. amounts attached to them like this is what this is going to provide for you. But often they're about making you whole. Okay. Okay. In the gap. And so it may be push. Here's what I want you to do. Anytime there's a tragedy or there's something scary in our lives and we back ourselves into a corner and say, it's either this or this. We give ourselves two Mm -hmm. options. Rarely is that the case. And rarely do we make good choices when it's an either or situation. Okay. Okay. And so I would love to see y'all get with somebody that's going to spread out your, because you've boxed yourself into, we take out $75,000 on a depreciating asset or we live with my well, mom
2: we would we would take it we would pay ourselves from the business um instead of waiting till the end of the year and use that money to purchase it and then after we're done with it uh the plan would be to sell it back to the business because we do remote jobs and we could do better bids um by being able to house our guys in it um yeah i that hear that a there's a- I didn't
0: yeah, and there's a part Cindy that it feels it starts to feel a little messy because you're taking my personal we're trying to do the business, we're trying to band-aid this to get this and this exactly. and this. And That's so there's a weird. part honestly and what John said earlier in the segment of just resting and grieving what was lost and just to do the simplest thing between here and a year and a half. What is the simplest path? Okay. And so whether okay. the and, and if you guys and I agree John go go press the insurance company to say, "Hey, here's market rate on rents." uh, you know, here's what's going on and, and talk to them about that. But if it gets down to, I don't, I don't personally think it's a terrible idea for, to move in with your parents. Cause again, it's a year and a half. If we we're talking five years or something, this would probably be a different conversation, but because of the time frame, it's not a lot. There's a safety net there. It's familiar. And, and you guys are going to have a lot of decisions and a lot of work ahead of you when you're rebuilding the home. I mean, there's, there's going to be you're going to be exactly. having a having a part-time job basically during this project cuz it's going to be a lot and so i think oh. being able to minimi- minimize as much stress and make things as easy as easy as possible in the next year and a half um okay. feels feels right to me so i lean towards um yeah moving in with your parents again you have a time frame it's a year and a half
1: figuring out the safety part of it yeah
0: and then yeah and then yeah circling back and figuring out the safety yeah. part of your business so
1: City. Uh, and i'm going to speak broadly to everybody listening right now one of the great challenges we've all face is this idea of when it gets back to normal and it can be in my life it was when my when my wife got pregnant for the first time and i was like oh well whenever the baby's born and then we get back to and then hank was born and i realized a month or two in like it's probably going to be 2 years till we quote unquote get back to And I never stopped to realize there is no going backwards, right? So it's important to note in this situation, Cindy, you guys had $53,000 left in Baby Step 2 with a plan to pay that off this year. That will not happen. Your world exploded. And the more you try to duct tape and move and shuffle and buy a fifth wheel, the more you try to do stuff so that you can get back to the way things were, um, the more likely you are to make a decision that you're going to just compound your issues. And so really, the, the, um, the, my favorite analogy is uh, from the great Esther Perel says, you can't take all of the dust and glass and steel from the Twin Towers and sweep it all up and rebuild those towers. You have to excavate all of it clean it all out, get architects, get engineers, get different professionals to come in and build something new, arguably stronger and arguably more beautiful, but you got to do something moving this way. And so y'all need to stop and say, where are we for this year? What's reasonable for this year? And then let's make that plan happen. And then we're going to just do this on a year by year basis.
0: Yeah. So good. Thanks, Cindy. And we're so sorry. So sorry sorry. for your loss. Thanks for the call. Up next is Jacob in Scranton. Hey, Jacob, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thank you guys so much for taking my call.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
3: So my wife and I, uh, we have a question about college savings. We have a blended family. Um, uh, We actually have two children from my uh, relationship, with my late wife and I, who are 14 and 11. Um, We have two children together, one who is three and one who is uh, unfortunately uh, in heaven, Mm -hmm. and uh, one on the way in September. So we've got a pretty wide age range, and uh, we're trying to figure out how to invest uh, or how to save rather for, for their college funds and and cash flow everything. We've you know, got the Anthony O'Neill book um, just trying to figure out when do we stop? How much do we save? Is there a number to get to or just keep on throwing money? What do we do?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So when it comes to kids' savings um, for college, there's really two great options, an ESA, an educational savings account and a 529 plan. And depending on your income and how much you guys want to contribute that you may not qualify for the ESA. So most people do a 529. Um, but I would also, I would sit down with a smart pro because they're gonna be able to walk through very specific options for you guys and run numbers because here's the deal. The 14 year old, is gonna have less than the one that's gonna be born in September, right? I mean, that's just, that's gonna yep. be the facts. And so um, the biggest stuff when you're looking at college and what you're saving for is to say, okay, by by the time that this 14 year old's 18, what's realistically, what are we gonna have to save? Um, and yep. when you look at that number, that's gonna really determine whether that 14 year old stays in the state, goes to a community college, applies for scholarships and grants but for this 14 year old to go to school debt free is the number one priority. And so part of that's going to come from you guys since you're on baby step five. Um, but there, there could be a realistic, you know, situation that, that you're, that, that your 14 year old's 18 and it's like, Oh wow, we didn't have as much money saved as we, as we were planning or what we thought. And so school choice, Jacob is going to be the biggest, is going to be the biggest factor in this conversation.
1: And then, hey, brother we actually we, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, um, there's been a lot of loss in your family, and sometimes on the back end of that grief is a sense of guilt I want to make up for, I want to get, I want to make sure that all this is taken care of. Or all there is That feeling is real, that sentiment is real, that desire is real, and it's good, it's right. And there's a mathematical reality. So it may be that you look at the numbers and what y'all are going to be able to do over the next few years, and you have to sit down and tell your 14-year-old, I think I'll be able to cobble together 10 grand. And so we're going to have to start working now on scholarships, jobs, grants, all of it together so that in four years you've got enough because this is the best we're going to be able to do. Or maybe you'll be able to save it all. And it's okay if
0: it's different for each kid. Absolutely. That's going to be the, the reality as well. Thanks, Jacob, for the call. This is The Ramsey Show.